this is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100 yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. Got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. The ball itself has its own energy or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send them home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. Welcome to episode 84 of the Break 80 podcast. The world of golf is starting to heat up. Here to discuss it with me, short-sighted Mike, top 100 Tim. Welcome, gentlemen. Lots to talk about. We had two 54-hole finishes this week, um, both of your favorite tours, Mike being the side of the PGA Tour, Tim being Mr. Live himself. And uh, I'm excited to talk about with you guys both. Uh, you know, we had a um, a great finish with our with our guy Johnny Ellis on the bag with uh, Wyndham Clark shooting course record. So we'll dive into that. Um, but uh, Timmy's Timmy's uh, live event first one of the season got also a um, good solid finish with the playoffs. So here to dive in with you guys. Uh, how are you how are you guys doing so far? Well. I don't know. Good. Fine. Yeah. Tim's Tim's yeah. running high in the Tim's running high in the hogs. His live his live had Sunday exposure all of themselves. It's fantastic. And correction here, listeners. Fifty-eight holes at the live <laughs> event. Fifty-eight <laughs> holes. Uh, as they had to go into a playoff that went deep into the evening, into the dark. <laughs> I was watching it and I was just like almost to a point where I wanted to shout at my computer, because you can't watch it on TV really. But um like just go to like a hundred yard par three. They kept playing the same damn hole, this the eighteenth hole over and over, and it was like they it was the most they had such a good short ever. par three too. They had that hundred and seventeen yard par three into the wind <laughs> every single day. Oh, my that God, would have been perfect. If, I think the problem there is how do you move the fans though? Because the fans they wanted to see the finish. Okay, it's it's hard to justify the movement of fans to such a far away hole. It doesn't take that long to move a couple dozen fans, Tim. Just get a few, oh, okay. get a few carts and get them moving. There was nobody there. It was empty. That's the other thing they did well too. They carted those players back and forth so quickly. Uh, they even carted them from the tee to their respective tee shots yeah, they in the things... in the fairway. Sergio mostly in the rough. Jaco, so so many times in the fairway. But I thought I thought it was very efficient to get them through those playoff holes with the limited light that they had. I would I'll give Liv a credit for a couple of things once we get going here. They did a few things well, but that's the thing. If Jocko doesn't make that putt, they gotta drag, drag those guys back basically. Cause they were they weren't gonna play another hole. They were no. gonna drag they were gonna drag them back for a Monday morning playoff with just those two guys. I think <laughs> I think for four million dollars, I'd probably show up in the morning though. Okay, but okay, so that's one of my let's talk about this. I watched this thing. I I didn't watch a ton of it. I watched the you know the last whatever, maybe five, six holes or something. And um, it's like a, uh, I, to me, it's like watching like a NBA all-star game. It's just like laughing. Like, there's not a lot of seriousness to it. It's just kind of like, it's like pro golfers screwing around and obviously they're hit trying, but like in the playoff, you got laughing and giggling. And I'm like, you know, on the PGA Tour, you got you think Tiger Woods was was fucking laughing and giggling in a playoff? Hell no, he wanted to win. Like these guys don't care; they already have the money. 
So like four million when you Jocko signed a hundred million dollar contract four million four percent no that doesn't mean shit to him and I think like and I I understand why Liv had to do it to give them all this money but like wouldn't it have been better and they to like for drama if they didn't give these guys the huge front end money that they had to give them and just had even larger purses like we're playing for eight million and. and like I feel like that would have added a little more drama than just oh we're going to give John Rahm four hundred million and he's going to come out and play and then you know pretend he likes listening to music when he golfs and all that stuff which he doesn't. Did you uh, did you ever watch The Great Gatsby the movie The Great Gatsby? Yes, I did. The whole movie's prefaced around the best of the generation laughing, having an amazing time. And that's what Liv is. It's just it is it is the titans of the industry coming together <laughs> and in, enjoying each other's excellent company as they put on some of the best golf in in the world right now. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you've got you've got the mules on the PGA Tour just suffering in destitute poverty. They can barely make ends meet. <laughs> Wyndham made three point six million. <laughs> yeah, he's number six because half of the golf field doesn't get ranking points, even though they played the same amount of holes in the same amount of days with the same amounts of cuts. Uh, it, it, you've got all these guys on the tour barely making ends meet. There's no laughter in poverty. It's hard times. They're eating gruel. <laughs> they can't even have accommodations on the facility that they're playing because they're price gouging the poor PGA Tour players. It's just it, there's there's shocking differences between the two, and one tour seems to be having a lot more fun than the other. First of all, <laughs> there's a lot of laughing and giggling in the Great Gatsby because it's always a party. They're always they're always like oh yeah, yeah. and they're like Dustin Johnson would fit in perfectly because he could just do a bunch of coke and you know he'd fit right in in the Great Gatsby. But I mean, it was um, it was legal back then. He would have just it would have been it would have been medicinal cocaine. So well, here get a toothache. Okay, so here's what here's here's the positives I saw, and this is actually, and I've watched a little bit of live here and there. I watched some of it. You know, it's it, at the end of the day, it's golf. I'm gonna watch it. You know, and they do have, they do have good top end talent. You know, the top of the leaderboard, the top like 10, 12 guys is very good. Uh, but then it's just like, the bottom half is so bad. Like the PGA Tour is so much deeper with good players. Like Matthew Pavon, for instance, who won last week at Torrey and he's third place at the, you know, short and Pell beach who nobody knew about must be a hell of a player. Um, you know, I think, I think top end talent, they're probably pretty similar. You know, they're pretty close. And maybe the PJ tour has got a little more deeper top end talent, but like it really falls off with, you know, Kieran Vincent and some of these guys that shouldn't even be, couldn't, they couldn't get a tour card. Let's be honest. They've tried before. They couldn't make it. Um, but they do that well. I, I actually, I actually don't mind the broadcast. I actually like the left side graphics. I actually thought they do a they do a really good job. Of there's a good flow to it. They show a lot of golf. It flows really well. I suppose with no commercials, it can. But uh, they they have to please. There's Tim. You cannot disagree with me with this. There's no way. I like Faraday. They have to get rid of the other guys, or or at least get them <laughs> get them a script. One guy said, I, I, I wrote this down on air about Jocko and Sergio playing a, a, a playoff in Maya Copa. Like it was the masters. The one guy said, this is the crucible of pressure. 
no, it's not. They're already paid. Like they, they're, they're playing. Yeah, they're playing for four million, but like they've already been paid a hundred million. And it's Mayakova and and Liv. Like this is not the crucible of pressure. They're laughing and giggling. Didn't look like there's a lot of pressure going on there. To be fair, the the writing within the crucible back in the day wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> it wasn't that great of of a piece of work. To be completely um, honest, I'd put of mice and men above the crucible for uh, for a reading or, or or viewing experience. They, I think, and I think Jeff's alluded to this before. The storylines on the PGA Tour are just better, and and I think when it comes to golf, it's so unique. Um, you know, it's not like other sports where you you have your diehard fans of a team. You know, other than maybe Tiger you know, a generational kind of player where people were just huge. They'd watch for tiger. Don't you think most people just tune in to watch golf? They want to watch good golf and good players play. And I feel like the PGA tour offers like more dramatic kind of storylines maybe than live does right now. Maybe that'll change, but this doesn't seem like, like there was like, there doesn't seem like a lot of juice to it. Like, you know, it's good players play. And they all played the, the best players at this one were all basically other than Dean Burmeister. It was pretty much, top heavy leaderboard with all their good players uh for probably maybe the first time but there's no there's like i don't know there needs to be some sort of story or like like the, the feel they need to feel like the players are playing for something and this doesn't feel that way to me when i watch it I, I i will say go ahead jeff to say that along those lines like i think when i think about why I tune in i tune in for a couple reasons first of all i want to see the golf course right the golf course plays a part in it. Um, and the reason why certain golf courses get my attention is because they have historical shots that I know happened here or there. I can go back in history of this shot happened there. I remember it. You know, how is he going to handle this golf shot? There's there's that history part of it. And I know that, you know, that's sometimes overlooked and it's not as big of a deal maybe to the players because, you know, bottom line, money matters. But the other aspect of, of all this is, you know, when you're, when you're looking at both of them is Mike alluded to this. There's, there's the, the finish line is different when you go across it in the live versus when you go across it on the PGA tour, just for the simple added fact that it impact, it impacts you differently for your career. And when you go to live, it's almost like you've, you've cashed in on your career there. You're, you've kind of like, it's like your retirement fund, like you're, you're kind of done competing when I get those vibes because heck I was expecting these guys. If Jocko misses that putt, I thought Gary player and Jack Nicholas are going to walk on and, and just shake hands and let's say, let's call it a night. Yeah. You know, that, that, that would have been funny. Let's just split the money. These two like, guys say like, nobody really cares. I mean like, Oh, you want to hold this trophy for live where it's like, who care? It could be the trophy could be a pop can and nobody would, would give two shits about it. I mean, yeah. so I just that part of it. There's nothing wrong with having a different um, avenue for people to watch golf. I think that's you know I think the PGA tours had a lot of issues, and we we've talked about all of them. I don't think I think everybody's sick of it to be honest. So I just don't like watching something that I just don't have meaning. And I've shared that before. And I think the golf course too, the history of it. When I can think back, oh, I can't wait to look at and watch these holes on Pebble. You know, I can't wait to. Watch these holes at the Genesis. Well, that's that's a bit that's a bit unfair though, because you're looking at a tour that was was snubbed by so many of the PGA Tour stops that are a lot are historic stops, but a lot a lot would be unrecognizable. 
if they didn't have a PGA Tour event that was there. Places like Innisbrook, places like PGA West. Um, there's just courses within the tour that that would be resort stops and unrecognizable if they didn't have long-term tour events there. So I I, I think you got to let the the live mature a little bit more and let some of these things play out. Um, but I, I will say this about it. I think the drone work, the photography of the total golf course while the tournament was going on, while they were broadcasting shots was better on live than the PGA tour because oh. they were doing the drone work. They were doing the leg work and they had the time. We weren't interrupted by just commercial after commercial after commercial. It was nonstop golf. There's no um, doubt. Okay. Keep going. Finish. And, and I'll say to Mike's point, the storyline piece, they're trying to do something with teams. I, it takes a lot for those coming from the PGA tour viewership to, to understand teams. And I think we can, as golf coaches, get a little bit more behind the team aspect. Um, but I, I do think that live does have a developmental problem, not, not in the way that they're going to be going to a special class in school, but in the way that they have, they don't have a ton of young players that are, are working towards significant golf careers. And I think that that's really what they're missing outside of Caleb Surratt that, that shot fantastically did really well. Um, was a part. Yep. And, and led to, the Legion's first, the oh Legion of Doom. Okay, the so, Legion of Doom's first, uh, <laughs> first uh, win. <laughs> I'll piggyback on Tim. They do some things well. They, I think the broadcast is pretty good. The, you know, I like the left hand. I like, I like the it's scoring on the left this year side. too. It's a lot. I, it, last year was so bad. This year, a lot better with the graphics I, team. I really enjoy the mic'd up caddies where you can listen to them. You know what they're talking about. I like that. That's a good thing. The teams are such bullshit. Like, why have teams, like, they traded, okay, they traded straight up Matthew Wolf, who's basically opted to quit being competitive golfer, for Taylor Gooch, who was their best player in the league last year, straight up. How does that make this more competitive to, to just front load? Look at the Ironheads. The iron, there's about four or five teams in the bottom. The Ironheads have no chance. Kevin Nas, their best player. And three no names. Like, what is the point of having that team? They're never gonna. They're, they're not gonna win. No way. They're, I think someone was so drunk. Someone had to be drunk on their fantasy line. The I just cliques. accidentally hit trade on 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 Gooch to get like, to get Wolf. It's the only like, way. unless the cliques get Victor Hovland or something here after he withdrew. They're terrible. Four or five of these teams are so bad. The Grange Goats shot over par as a team at a resort golf course. Holy shit. And Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson clearly has just, he was 11 over at my, at a resort course. Like some of it, I think there's, I think there's actually hope for the team aspect. And I think I, there's, there is a world or there's a scenario in a couple years where when these two merge somehow, you know, they both do their own thing, maybe the first half of the year. And then the post major season, they might do a whole bunch of team stuff and that could be cool. There's hope for, but boy, they got to fix some of these things. They, they have to. Like, there's, it's non-competitive. There's like four teams that are the best by far. It's more like baseball versus like basketball or football, where you have your like max contract guy, right? Yeah. To build the team underneath that. Whereas baseball, it's like, oh, let's just Yankees. We'll just pay for that guy, and we'll just you know load. Oh, Dodgers. Let's just pay a billion dollars to you know whatever's Otani or whatever his name is. 
And then like, you know, we'll just buy, try to buy championships. Whereas like it's the strategy is what's fun. Being a GM on video games was so fun trying to like figure out how can I afford these guys? And then you got to draft. Well, you got to bring in young talent, right? That hasn't had the, 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 hasn't proved it yet, but you know, has a good ceiling like your Surratt's and like your, so it'd be really cool if like each team had like their max contract guy, right? Um, where you pay them, they get the most money because they're the biggest stars and they've maybe won the tournaments or whatever. And then, then you try to backfill with maybe like, you know, an older guy that's hanging on like a Henrik or a, or a, a Phil, but then like you've got two other guys that are maybe of the younger variety. And then you can actually like, you know, claim it as like a real team thing. Cause then they're all going to be more, a little bit more parody. And then you can maybe dive into, you know, selling it more of like a, a team thing. Cause then you got the fun. What people like to talk about is contracts. They like to talk about, you know, a lot of, a lot of the discussions are who you, are you going to resign that guy? I mean, that guy did not live up to what his contract says. So do we going to cut him? You know, are you going to trade him? We yeah. were, uh, we were talking a bit about parody and uh, I, I, I think they just, they need to incentivize more personality coming out, especially with these mics on. And I think part of that would be identifying a new team. And Mike, we talked about this on the golf course, but a team because we saw Toasty yeah. get in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, I got kicked off Corn Ferry. And I'm, I'm thinking, there's a great place for you, a place with open microphones and limited <laughs> fans, a place of, of new experiences and no fines. And that is live. Uh, he should join up with Hatton. And who else did we we talk about? Sergio would be a great teammate for him. Um, yeah. But and we we just need one fourth, and we'd call one more of the four, and we'd call that team Team Rage. Uh, they'd yeah. be snapping clubs, throwing things, <laughs> and tearing the golf course a new one, one look, divot at a time. Look at these like Rom and Hatton are on a team. You know, arguably two of the top five players in in live. Okay, and then and Surratt looked good on Sunday, so he might be a good player too. The bet the deepest team is like it looks like Torque. I think they call it Torque, don't they? Torquay. <laughs> that's that's the deepest one through four to me with the salt the most solid all four players. They got what Neiman, Munoz, Pereira, and Ortiz. Those are four pretty mm-hmm. good pros. But some of these teams, I mean, Mickelson, Phil Mickelson, Brandon Steele, Cameron Tringali, and Ogletree, who got kicked off, lived the first like there's they can't compete. There's no way. Or Kevin Na, Danny Lee, um some Kuzuma and Vincent, like guys you've never even heard of. There's no chance. They shot six over as a team on a resort course. And their team shot, the winning team shot 24. There were 30 shots behind. There were a lot of golf balls going into mangroves during the week. And this was a PGA tour site. So I think calling it a resort course is. It's a, it's a a well-known PGA tour atomically low scores. Like it's not, it's not like it's tough. But the the fifty nine done by Jocko was four yeah. shots better than the previous record. I, it was it was a heck of a golf scene out there at the the first Friday. The funny thing is, he played shitty the other two days. Oh, completely stalled. He hit it. He <laughs> hit it. Terrible. He, he hit it into the cave bunker on Saturday. You see that? He was in the cave. Bunker. I do you play it as it lies? I don't know. Yeah, he did shot down par, He shot even par the other two days and won in a playoff. Yeah, I don't know. It's got, I mean, it's got, it's got merits. I'll, wa- I'll, I'll keep watching it if here and there because I like golf. You know, I'm going to watch it. People are going to watch it because they like golf. I think we'll see what happens. I think, I think it's worth a watch for 
no other reason than it it's something refreshing and different from the PGA Tour. There's no commercials. You get nothing but golf shots. And I think what they've done with the graphics from last year to this year has been an astronomical improvement. I, it just the the ball tracing, um, the the putt tracker, uh, and the the leaderboard. I think are all wonderful additions to the sport and and maybe something hopefully that the the PGA Tour can even emulate a little bit to bring their product up. What's the uh, over under on the amount of time before Rom just kills some somebody? This smashes a boom box as he hates listening. He's like <laughs> you could just you could just tell. Like I know he didn't play. I know he didn't finish well. But you could tell, like he was, it, he had to, he had to say the company line, you know, at the end. But you could tell that there were some things. He's like, I don't know about this. You could just, you could just tell by watching. He's gonna, he's gonna take one of those fucking boom boxes and just go ballistic one day and smoke them and shut him up. <laughs> well, Tyro Hatton didn't he get caught on the hype mic? Yeah, he said, uh, God, what was it again? Where are all the people? Yeah, where where are all the people? <laughs> Which isn't fair. No one shows up for the Mayakoba regardless of tour. No one has showed it's... up for any of them other than Adelaide. They've had one big event. Now, I'm guessing this week it'll be big. Vegas, Super Bowl week, probably get a lot of people out there. More than likely. Yeah, good strategy there uh, with the uh, scheduling. The bots? The yeah. bots? Yeah. Hang on. The bots uh, The bots said that it was the hotel prices were all about live golf. Wasn't it wasn't the Super yep. Bowl in town? It was all live golf, jacking the hotel prices up. Live live golf sold out the entirety of Vegas. <laughs> Who would have thought? More more sales than the F one race. <laughs> live golf. Um, before we get off the live golf train, do we have more guys joining live golf? It's possible. I'm and and Xander WD this week. Now, you know. It's weird that we anytime a guy WDs, it's like instantly like they're going, you know. There's it's not anybody's injured. It's just you're, they're going to live and, and because you know what? There, there's smoke. There's there's fire, right? But I did see Hovland had like a wrist thing going on this week. I don't know what Xander's deal is. He's kind of an unknown guy. I know his dad's very interesting, so maybe they got this. But it would seem like why would you start the season? Um, neither of them have majors, right? Neither, neither has an exemption. They're, they're they're highly ranked in the world golf rankings now. They haven't figured that part out, so I don't know. I don't know uh, if that's. I mean, the they're minds will bring that up. They're both going to get into certain majors, like they're they're top fifty in the world, so they will both play the Masters. Um, I'm sure. I, I bet you they're. I bet you they're both exempt into all four majors. Well, this because year, of like, this year, yeah. And, and you know, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to have something figured out by then. That's probably the the gamble they're. They're taking the guys that gambled before didn't really know what they're getting into, where it's like now they know that there's been some negotiations and they're trying to be a little bit of working together with each other. You know, Rory's come full circle and all these other guys are starting to think differently. So who knows? I mean, what they would have to give Hovland at least 300 million. I mean, he's a he, he's a that's a big catch if you, I mean, a rising star that's got personality actually and stuff like and is from you know a, a part of the world that they could grow the, the viewership and stuff um like the, i mean they gave phil mickelson 200 million and he shot he's shitty like like, like well, they he, have, he they, started the flow he was he started he the was flow the but original think about that like he must be laughing every night like my old ass it just sucks i got so much money right now <laughs> i don't know if he's laughing he just covered gambling debts and probably, yeah, probably. is living off of his uh, measly winnings from live yeah. but <laughs> if if, if, if it's victor 
If it's Victor Hovland, this is a no-brainer. A no-brainer because he can finally get out from under the thumb of that JL, the, the Linderberg brand, and wear clothes that are reasonable in their color schemes and matching. My God. I don't know. The... Uh... The uh, Legion, was, what, was, the, the Legion, whatever logo that looks like Thundercats from the eighties, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty bad. It's just the Thundercats logo. <laughs> There's some bad ones like God. The Fireballs is just the worst. The God, who did that? It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had another fifty-four hole, well, fifty-eight versus fifty-four hole championship. Um, don't get this too often. You don't get this. You know, three-day finish very often on the PGA Tour. We did this week. I think it was well justified with the damage that I had seen and the weather that was all over social media of, you know, um, heavy, heavy. I mean, over, I think, hurricane winds were 75 miles an hour. Wasn't there it were, so- yeah, there were tornado warnings on right on the coast. Like, that's oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, we can relate to that. Like, we've got bizarre weather right now in Minnesota in February. They got 50 degrees here. There's some weird things that are going to happen with weather when you've got all these different, you know, um, fronts coming in warm versus cold. You're going to get a lot of crazy things with the weather that is. But anyways, we got a lot to talk about that because our boy, uh, Johnny Ellis, not only has a major under his belt, not only, you know, was was part of Hatgate at the Ryder Cup. He now is part on the bag for a... I, Asterix. We're gonna have to say asterisks because preferred lies. I mean, yeah, preferred lies. In that, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, you're, record, a, you're a big you're a big asterisk guy. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh yeah, it's course record sixty, and you know what? Uh, obviously, at the time, you don't know that that's going to be the end of the tournament, but ends up winning it. So you can't control weather. So anybody that's like, oh, doesn't count. I guess he, they have no control over that. So you can't really. You know, can't really say he didn't earn it or deserve it just because weather weather controls that. So I don't know. I think I saw most of the round. I think um, I was surprised actually for the first three rounds how tame the weather actually was. It was supposed to be a lot worse most of the week. So I don't know what happened there. If everything got shoved back. Um, but I was surprised to turn it on and just see a lot of green, not much weather, not much wind. A little bit of wind, but not much, you know, a little bit of rain, not much though. Um, what are your takeaways from yeah. let's just start with the the round that Wyndham um ended up winning it on? Yeah, that just yeah, the rain came. Like I saw today at Bel Air Country Club, you know, south of there a little ways, had twelve inches of rain in forty eight hours, so <laughs> they got pounded. Uh well Wyndham may have put on one of the greatest putting displays golf has ever seen did you have you seen the numbers from justin ray on this it's insane so to give you an example ludwig uh it's Aubert, i guess it's Aubert now we're changing it again but i have to we'll talk about him in a second ludwig scotty scheffler and thomas dietry had a combined 158 feet 10 inches of putts made for the day Wyndham had 150 feet, 10 inches on the front nine. Like, <laughs> like It was unbelievable. Did you see the putts he was making from everywhere? It's insane. We call that in the zone where it's just like, 
I don't know about you guys. I mean, we were just normal dudes, but there's times where you probably have felt just get me within 20 feet. And I think it's going in now, not often, but every once in a while you have those kind of rounds just seemed like he was, he was, he had one of those. It, uh, it just really goes to show you how like fickle a game golf is because I believe for the season, um, his strokes gain like a pro his ball striking has been really good. He's been right up there with like Scheffler and stuff, you know, he just wasn't making any putts. And then all of a sudden he just started rolling in putts from everywhere and boom, 60. Got to love the in- loose interpretation of drop rules on 16 too. <laughs> yeah. Any, any guy that plays loose and fast with rules has a place in my heart. And Wyndham Clark, you're, you're right there. You're right there in the, the old left atrium. So, they're saying, well, first of all, he got a drop because of burrowing animal, correct? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, the rules are flexible, and people aren't dicks. <laughs> and they let you take drops when you're in a giant hole that was made by an animal. Well, not I was talking, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> in this, right? They're, they're claiming that he did a really good job of trampling down all the grass before he dropped. Now, I don't know... I know there's rules about trampling the area of which your ball is at, where it, where it um, lies. You can't, like, walk up and trample around your ball so you give yourself a better lie. But is there something about prior to your drop of you, or is it all under one umbrella of no matter what, whether your ball's there or it's going to be there, you can't better the surface? Hey listeners, welcome back to Cheating with Tim. Last year we talked or last last episode we talked about your three wood and taking out to trample the grass behind your ball because it's legal to address with a club and trample just a little bit. Now we're gonna talk about drop zones. Yes, you can walk all over that motherfucker. Get in there, place your tee. before you place your tee, walk around. Determine the best drop site, really check your footing and see how flat it is. Did you make sure make sure that the flattest spot isn't is where you're going to eventually put your feet, but also check out everywhere else, did, especially did the places guys, with the least amount of grass. Did you see the scorecard that when that they gave Wyndham, you know, they, they plastered this just huge ass yellow sticker on there that says preferred lies. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> oh my like, God. He's going to have this thing framed. Like, I mean, it is absolutely here. I'll hold it up to the camera for you guys. I don't know if you can see it. Look at the size. Can you see that? Yeah. Uh, uh, a little bit the, more to your right. How yeah, there you go. The, the yellow sticker. This is massive. That's terrible. It says preferred lies on it. Um, but, Does it not I mean, count again, then? I was Does just, that count as course record? It counts. Just yeah. a yeah, but of this. I got the rule up. We got to get Deuce Bobic at some point on this podcast. <laughs> rules, but rule eight, one B, trampling on or repeated stepping alters the surface of the ground to flatten the spot, creates an advantageous improvement under rule eight one A. It's a general penalty of two strokes in stroke play and a loss of hole in match play. So it doesn't really say, it just says trying to flatten your surface of the ground. So it's a kind of a well, great. Here's, here's what you want to do, right? You've got the rules official over there. You, you want to figure out where that drop area is. And then you want to have 
a conversation with the rules official as you walk kind of leisurely back and forth in a general area so that they don't notice what you're doing. That creates the drop area that you'll eventually take, but you also need a diversion area. So you want to make sure to also trample a slightly different area, all while having a nice, pleasant conversation. Maybe talk about his kids, his wife, a hobby that he does outside of officiating golf, and then place your tee and drop the ball. It's uh, it's kind of like club pro guy would say in a match play. You know, you know, you know your opponent hit it into quadrant A, but you're over here <laughs> looking in quadrant B. You're making a figure eight in quadrant B. <laughs> and when the three minutes is up, you know you've shown great sportsmanship, and your and the guy you're playing also couldn't find his ball. <laughs> um. I, I guess, you know, preferred lies or not, 60 is, is 60. I mean, you got you still got to – he made so many putts, and it could have been – the last three holes were dead center, just a little bit short. It could have been 57. Um, but I, I just think, how about this one? In wet conditions for these guys, I mean, Pebble Beach is like an executive course. I mean, it's just a wet – all they're doing is wedge, wet. I mean, they're so – they're – you know, without the threat of any kind of like, you know, in the U.S. Opens there, obviously they have firm conditions and they can run things through fairways and the greens are firm. Without that threat, they just kick the shit out of Pebble Beach. They're just too good. Yeah, and I was going to say this too, kind of on the Wyndham Clark train before we get off of it. You know, he was rumored to to be joining Liv. You know, there was talks and and he kind of talked about, you know, his legacy over, and, and, and it could have been a controversy co- topic because I kind of saw today that somebody had said he was offered only $50 million and he wanted $100 million. Possible. So, you know, he talks about legacy, but then did not, you know, says I was wanted more in the bag. You know, I wanted more. And then was his legacy out the window then if, he, if they offered $100 million? Now, I think – as a business decision, it probably made sense for him to go because he does have all the, you know, he's got the majors, got the exemptions for five years. He's got, he's probably rolled the dice knowing that everything's going to kind of be fine at some point here in the near future. He probably makes more sense than anybody. You know, in my, I don't, I don't understand where this whole legacy thing comes in because fortunes favor the bold history follows the bold. If you go do something cutting edge new into a a new space, right? I mean, Christopher Columbus, if he would have rediscovered Italy, wouldn't have been in any history books. I mean, these guys, these guys are on a brand new tour making the first steps, first steps towards history. I would argue that both Napoleon and Hitler tried a bold strategy of invading the Invading Russia in the wintertime, and neither of those really worked out well for them. So I don't know if it always favors the bold, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, well, I think like you think like a hundred million for Wyndham would be he's he's better right now than Dustin Johnson, who got 125. Wyndham Clark, think about this. Has there had has, has anybody had a better nine months? Wyndham Clark has won two elevated events and a major in the last nine Victor months. Hoblin. Yeah, but he didn't win a major. He won the FedEx Cup. Like Wyndham's won a major and two elevated events in the last like nine months. That's pretty good. Teen straight cuts during that time as well. Yeah. I mean, he was the break eighty. It was the ultimate break eighty bump. Let's just let's just say what it is. Yeah, for sure. Here's oh, for here's sure. the thing about Wyndham though. Was it that good of a of a 
nine to six month period when he didn't even come on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. That's he didn't hit true. the pinnacle peak level no, of golf. To this, to this point, we've been we've been on. we've been big time to this point. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get him sometime. Hoagie though, our guy Hoagie is top ten finish. Yeah, that was fantastic to see. Yeah, fantastic. Hoagie loves Pebble Beach. He went he went sixty six sixty six. Yeah, and the was right. He's a certain golf courses yeah. that it's he it's will a- be fine on, and Pebble Beach is one of them. And the he's reason why distance. Yeah, he's a ball striker. So, I mean, other surprising things. I mean, you know, Ludwig. You guys, you've we've you know, talked. I mean, we could. Uh, my only thing I'm going to bring up with Ludwig, besides his name is is Oberge or oh, whatever. It's different every time, but I mean, if the current world golf rankings stay the same, like the system, how long before he's world number one? Like he is good. He's always the round there. You know, he hasn't won it, but he's only less than a year in. Like that guy. He's a stud. He was hitting it by Rory sometimes. See that? He's so good, and he's pretty consistent good. He's always around up there. Um, Do you think he's smart? Because it's it's. we'll have Emma on for the, the golf show. It's just unfair if people have it all. You know, you can't be attractive <laughs> and good at golf. There's There's got to be something, something wrong. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh or life is just is just that unfair. It's just like that out, unfair. You know, he's got like something or a giant birthmark like on his like <laughs> or you don't want one. There's there's gotta be something. Yeah. You know, just just yeah. in my resistance to to Ludwig as a cheeseburger American over here, I'm gonna call him Aberg for the rest of, of existence. I, much- I've given up on pronunciations. Pronunciations, well. pronunciations. His and mother was a wonderful Aberg. woman. Mother she was, was, yeah, that fan- mother was mother was fantastically pleasant woman. Uh, agent wasn't as wasn't as uh, as no, they were, uh, they were but, still very social. I forgot about those moments. Yeah. I it, I apologize for my cheeseburger Americanness. <laughs> I still cannot pronounce your last name, regardless of what it is. Um, here's another one. How about this one? I think he, I said this in the pod last week. I think he's back, Justin Thomas. Played well again, and I saw a stat from Justin Ray today. In 2023, where Justin Thomas really struggled, he had one bogey-free round in 72 rounds played. So far in 2024, he's played seven rounds, and he has three bogey-free rounds already. So the mistakes, the big mistakes are going, are kind of going away, and he's been playing really well. Um, I, I just want to point out, you know, we're not going to run through, but list of these names in the top, 11 finish. You know, it's only three rounds, but Cantlay, Keegan Bradley, Justin Rose, Sandburn, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Jason Day. Um, You know, very accomplished golfers. You know, then he mix in the guys that are playing really well right now, the Dietrichs and the Pavans. Pavan, baby. Yeah, Pavan. And then our guy Hoagie. So, I mean, a lot of names up there that uh, and then even the gambler. The new gambler, Siwoo. Siwoo. I tell you what, though, God, Scotty just can't can't putt. Did you? He he had a three. You see the three foot putt he had that didn't even scare the hole. It was it's unbelievable. So I I dug into this a little bit. Um, it's just got to be all mental. He, I believe, what he turned pro in two thousand eighteen or something like that, and he was on Corn Ferry. 
So let's, let's say from 2020, from 2020 to like uh, almost 2023, basically, so like two and a half years, his strokes gained putting was a plus. It was better than average. And all of a sudden, something happened, head to, and he's just from that point on has been awful. Like it's like, there's no denying it's bad. Like he, it was really bad. He hit it. He hit it great again. And he just can't, he hit 17 greens in regulation one of the rounds. Do you think he listens to the podcast where he heard us saying that putting's going to go to half a stroke? It should be. And, and just deprioritize practicing. <laughs> cause I know that you already have, cause that's how your Sunday ended. <laughs> well, I, that was a good putt. That was a good putt. <laughs> high side, high side lip out, you know, it's it just, you know, hey, it's a tie. We'll give you, I'll give you credit. Yeah, you too. Pair of 74s. Pair of 74s, yeah. A hot start to the season. It's going to be a whole new world out there, and the ball speed is up, baby. I went and lifted weights again tonight, so we're getting, we're getting there. Wow, weightlifting, shooting 74. Yeah, the, we're we're getting pounds off, too. I think, Mike, you said you are down a few. I think I'm down about a pound and a half, yeah, two three pounds. Or four, three or four so far, I think. Jeez, Nice. I'm starting to rip balls again in my basement. So <laughs> old, the lab is di- back. old have is die hard. <laughs> the nope. lab. The lab is back. I, <laughs> I see right. the swing thoughts come out every Sunday night yes. too. The swing thoughts. We gotta we gotta keep that those episodes rolling. So I wanna see some real like George Gankus like emphasizing. I wanna see your little bending. Did you see Blocky with George Gankus on on uh he was doing the whole like chest up high, bend the knees, all that shit, you know, that I don't, that I don't even understand. I mean, I don't know how he gets away with touching so many people the way he does, but <laughs> why he gets pays the big bucks. Um, well, you get on the apps, Jeff. You're <laughs> <laughs> playing golf and having a good time. I had one of those moments where I think about my life decisions. I do this like two or three times a year. And I get so mad sometimes that I chose to be a jock versus a gearhead. You know, like if I was just a gearhead, if I just knew stuff about cars, I could be saving so much money. I took a right, I missed my turn, and I took a right into AutoZone at like five miles an hour. I'm just, I'm breaking. I'm taking a right into AutoZone, and it felt like I ran over uh a baby deer or something just there's something underneath i'm like what and then all of a sudden i just felt it like grinding against the ground and i get <laughs> out and my tire is just like inverted i'm like what just happened well here's what i found out today guys a ball joint busted which don't know anything about ball joints but you need to have them right tim's busted a few of those off the dating apps <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, yeah, you try spitting on it <laughs> busted <laughs> i was like okay cool you know first of all i i have it have to i have to have it towed back you know i, I have to tow it back all the way to buffalo because i can't tow it i don't want to tow it within 10 miles and then have to run up and go get it so so that was one thing that's honored and whatever it was, $35. Well, one ball joint breaks. They tell me this other one's about to go out, of course. Why wouldn't it be? The other one now is, you know, it's going to go. And so that's two of them. 
And then I wrecked the rim of the tire, destroyed that. So now they call and tell me, now keep in mind last month, my wife's stuff had to get updated on her car. So that was, I don't know, $1,200. They tell me that this is now going to cost $1,400 to get all this taken care of. And I'm just like, if I could just not be a jock for like a year and just be a gearhead, know my stuff, know how to check things. I just, I cannot stand cars. I cannot stand cars. I can't stand paying and bleeding out money all the time. Even though my cars are paid off, I just find a way to constantly put money into cars. And it's a 2016. It's not like it's, you know, 15 years old. So anyways, I'm just lucky that you guys, what I was trying to say is you're lucky that you're looking at me right now. You know, that could have happened on the highway that I was just on five minutes prior to me, you know, and, and, and maybe I not be here right now. So, you know, you got to count your blessings every day and uh, the podcast will still be three people strong. It's uh, it's like my putting just always bleeding, but I just refuse to, I refuse <laughs> to, I refuse to want to have to pay to get it fixed. <laughs> you put $1,400 into, into that. Don't, don't worry, Jeff. As I said, the future, favors the bold and uh i i got off the road what was it two years ago and brought brought old betsy into bmw and they they told me the um uh the rear axle could have seized up at any point in time because there were there were shavings that had been thrown in into it and it could have seized and welded itself shut so it was and fortunate that the entirety of the pod wasn't killed yeah this was uh, Jeff. Time. this just this was like the day after we got back from whistling straits driving at 4 a.m 800 miles an hour to wisconsin oh hey they just said we could have all th- flown through the window and whatever oh great i was gonna well, say- yeah I, the, the safest driving is the the least amount of time on the road yeah well on a side note if anybody wants to take a drive from minneapolis tim and i found a barbecue joint in uh in St. Bonifacius. What the hell is that called again, Tim? With some with some good food. Oh goodness. You give it a description and I'll look up the name. Timmy, the, uh, the downtown area, right on the strip. Yeah, right across from like the gas station there and stuff. Uh yeah, was it like something it was oh, good. Well, I've seen it. Buddy I've boy. Seen... Buddy boy Buddy barbecue. Buddy boy barbecue. God damn was good. I thought you guys are more of the dive bar. If you if you kept going, if you kept going west and then taking a right onto like the main strip of saint bonnie there's some nice what looked to be dive bar-y oh, that one on the hill it is well it is there's like we thought it's, a, it's a barbecue joint so you know you don't see like fancier barbecue kind of joints. so we go in there and it's like really a high scale kind of fancy but the food was amazing amazing food and there were so many tents outside disguising the building it it looked like it wasn't going to be high end i didn't realize <laughs> we were going into a a place with stars in its rating. Yeah, it was good. What'd you order? But I had the uh, the pound of brisket, which was just fantastic. I and I was so disappointed to say this after traveling so many different places. It might be my favorite brisket I've ever had, and that's coming from Texas barbecue, the Carolinas. You name a state with with pretty good barbecue, and I've probably been to it. And this was some of the best I've ever had. I tried a piece of it. I can confirm great brisket. I had the, I'm a big Cubano fan. I like a good Cuban sandwich. So I, I, I have to try the Cuban almost anywhere I go. So I had the Cubano. It was fantastic. And their house made potato chips. Amazing. 
I have to look at the temp. You're, the pound that you just ate is with the one you just said you lost. So you're basically even. No, no, no. I, uh, I've been doing better. I actually didn't eat all of the food that was in front of me. I, I kept some for home. In fact, I haven't even finished it all that I brought back here. I've been using it on different salads. I actually put it on a ramen yesterday. It was quite nice. So, uh, yeah, Mike, you're losing this battle. We're doing percentage weight loss and, uh, there's there's no way I'm going down. I have a lot I have a lot more percents to possibly probably lose I would assume, but maybe not. So you two are going on a weight loss challenge percent body fat or what? No, he's making that up. I'm just trying to lose weight and No, better. just just percent of, percent of total weight cuz it's not I mean I look at the size of you. It's just well, you've yeah, got... I'm fat. That's just the way it is. I'm not, I don't run from it. We gotta lose. We gotta lose some weight. <laughs> I mean, you're literally gonna have to run from it if you want to lose it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm kind of losing my voice here. What? Uh, so, just talk to us a little bit about the rounds. You both got 74s. Anything stick out? Did you putt well? Did you hit the irons well? Were you in the fairways? I mean, the, the driver for me was working, working great. I, I got the mile per hours up. I think I'm around 161 to 163 ball speed in, in the warm, at least with the driver right now. And an Eagle on 10 certainly helped help the round. So my first Eagle of the year as of what, February 2nd, already crossed off the list. We're, we're done with 2024. Yeah, let's cross it. Just hang it up. Go to t- wait for next year to play again. It, I'm just waiting for my live check. <laughs> It uh up a bomb. How did you what did you do to get the eagle? Uh well it was uh I don't I don't even remember. It wasn't a bomb bomb, it was probably 15 feet, 20 feet, wasn't it? Maybe yeah, I I stuck it was a driver four iron uh into that par five. And I think it was a 15 footer with maybe about three or four inches of left to right break. So not the not the best break for a righty putter, but uh, I even I've been wearing a parka all day because, as Mike put it, I'm a soft Southerner. He um, is. He wore a full winter coat every when he wasn't swinging, and it was humongous genius. coat. I had the most flexibility of the group by far in my swing. So I was yeah. taking on and off this coat, and I decided, you know what, this putt is important enough. I done putting with it on. I'm going to take this coat off and make sure make sure my stroke doesn't look like a mixture of Will Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler. Every and, time uh, he missed the putt, he, he blamed his coat. He left it on to putt, so he missed it. He's like, oh, this fucking coat. <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> like, and I took it off when? I took it off on 10. I took it off on the last hole. I drained them both. It, uh, I will say this. It was not as warm as expected. <laughs> like, I was expecting a really nice kind of warm day. <laughs> it was pretty damn cold out there on Saturday. It was, I guess the last few days were probably nicer. I don't know. I didn't play golf. But I don't, uh, I didn't think I did anything particularly well, really. I mean, I, uh. You're the nice hit. high draw. The high draws back. I was not in trouble off it. the tee. I, I was in play. I don't I don't think I ever had a punch shot or anything. It was all pretty much I was in play all the time. I just didn't yeah, I don't know. I made a call birdies. I birdied two and three to start. Lipped out a birdie you, on on one, but then I missed the part. You found so. a you found a way to hit it into the water and then bounce it off the ice and have yeah. a reasonable shot into the green. Yeah, part of that hole. Uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just kind of a boring, didn't really do anything spectacular, didn't hit it great. Not you know for what from the position I was in off the tee I should have probably shot better but first yeah, as, I'll say this as the amenities leader of the podcast the clubhouse was absolutely remarkable and after <laughs> I make that statement I'll hand it back over to Mike 
spectacular. I got photos. I'll have, I gotta, I gotta remember to get them up on, on, on Instagram, but it's like, if you've never been to Shadowbrook, Minnesota listeners, it's literally a house. It's like a craftsman house is the clubhouse. And there are jukeboxes and the bathroom's got a toilet next to a jukebox and a throne all in the bathroom. Um, but my favorite part is there's a trophy that's like, uh, it says like 1947 uh, left-handers championships. It's some left-handed tournament. But the golf figure on the top of the trophy is right-handed. <laughs> Seriously, I'm guessing there probably weren't any hardly any left-handed golfers, you know, back then. Because even in the '90s, it was hard to get left-handed clubs because everybody just played right-handed. But that was the best part. I got pictures of that too. So I got to get this out there. Yeah. And uh, 2024 is a a whole new world as Mike and I both go into it. Zero, zero, and one. <laughs> oh God. Well, I had a putt to win. I lipped out a birdie putt on 18 from like 12 feet, and then Tim made like a 10-footer tie. It'll be, it'll be on the compilation for 2024. <laughs> no, I'm not pissed. That was a good putt. It, was, it wasn't on the low side. It was on the high they side. They love seeing it lip out and then your body language. <laughs> <laughs> the arm left or just the, the down on the neck. Uh, that was a good roll. I actually putted okay other than the first hole. Well, gentlemen, uh, anything else before we we call it uh, call it a night? Anything else oh, on the agenda? Anything you want to bring up? Big week this what? week in Vegas, Super Bowl and Live. And I will say this right now, Live Golf. If you are listening, and you and you really want my respect, supposedly this golf course they're playing does not have a driving range. I'm, I'm not, I have not confirmed this is true or not, but if it doesn't, trot those sons of bitches right out to the first tee like men, man's game. You don't need to warm up. Just get out there and play golf, John Rom. Just get to the first tee. Maybe, maybe throw a breakfast ball in there. It's live. There's no nobody. There's no rules. Just whatever. Breakfast ball on the first tee. Let's go. <laughs> um, who do you guys got for the Super Bowl? And the score? Oh, God! My brain says my brain says the Chiefs are going to win again. But I'm going to go Niners. God, I really don't trust Brock Purdy after the first half last week, but the second half he was better. Um, we're gonna go Niners twenty-seven, Chiefs twenty-four. Yeah. Update: There is a range, but it looks shorter than the par three sitting adjacent to it. So ah, either they perfect. have flight, either they have flight restricted golf balls, <laughs> or it's a pitch and putt range. Block it off! Don't even let them use it. Just go right to the first tee. No driver range. Can't use a driver. They gotta put the they gotta put the giant speakers somewhere. Throw them out in the range. Uh this Super Bowl, I am cheering for Taylor Swift. Oh, and and, 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 Japan. And her football team. Oh yeah, she's gonna burn a shit ton of jet fuel (laughs) to get over here. I mean, thank you. I should say this. Thank you, Taylor. This is the most pleasant winter I can remember in Minnesota. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate your efforts, and so does the climate. Uh, um. So, you do you have like a score? Uh oh, man. I don't. Sixty-nine thirty-three. I don't. I don't know. Sixty-nine thirty-three. <laughs> like, All right. Um, I am going to go. I think this will be a little bit lower lower scoring. Uh, both good defenses. I'm gonna go 24, 
20 49ers. I just did think you, the bottom, they just got a little bit more. Did you see uh former twin and Patrick Mahomes dad got a Dewey this week? It was not only one. That's his third. Is that his third one he's had now? That's his third one. So he's probably facing jail time at this point. The mugshot was pretty sweet though. He had like a, he had kind of like a Mohawkish thing going on. I mean, that's my next thing. Kate mugshots. When a guy fully embraces it and just smiles, like, yeah, where are they at in life? Like, you can't be that <laughs> happy to have a mugshot. Well, that's the, well, the I'm, thing. Is- I'm 99% certain you don't smile during a mugshot either. <laughs> I, I, it's somewhat forbidden. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that uh, pre, let's say. Six years ago, before Patrick Mahomes became a superstar and State Farm's paying him a billion dollars, I'm going to say uh, Patrick Sr. is a little more pissed about these three DUIs, but when you got all this money, your son does, I, I feel like he's not even going to bat an eye. Do you think State Farm is on his side? <laughs> yes, insurance. <laughs> for, I, wonder where, I wonder if he's got the, I wonder if he's got the, uh, the whatever the hell it is, the bundle. Is the bundle does, the, does the bundle price go up on your third Dewey? <laughs> God, it, it's going up on my insurance regardless of DUI status, which I have zero. Do they Make bundle all th- do they bundle all three Deweys onto one record for like a for like a little <laughs> a better rate? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you can think work in the discount double check from <laughs> <laughs> so well boys, uh, it'll be a good week. Uh are you guys getting out again or are you are you done? Not me. I I'm not gonna be getting out, I guess. Un- undisclosed so. tea time of some sort on Wednesday. We'll say it's after four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> supposed to be nice. So we got a big weekend, though. Yes. So we have the golf show coming up. Uh, we're still, still finalizing a few things, but I uh, hope to see everybody there. If you are, if you're listening to this, um, yeah, show up live, come say hi. A lot more things I think to do than maybe if you've gone in the past. So. A lot of good people, too. A lot of people that love golf. A lot of people like to talk golf. So there's nothing wrong with showing up. And, uh, and When I are think we on? Uh, what's that? When are we on stage? we got to tell the people. Yeah, we're on stage Saturday from 9.30 to 11. Wait, sorry. No, take that back. 9 to 10.30 is Saturday. Sunday is 10 to 11.30. Yes. I'm- so, yeah, if you want to show up according to those times, that'd be perfect. Let's get a couple guys in the crowd. Maybe we could do a live Q&A. That'd be good. Interact a little bit. So, yeah, I'd love to see you guys all there. Tim, you want to take us out? Well, folks, thank you again for listening. And please, come to the golf show. Support us. We'll also be at the McShakes tent, where there'll be a closest to the pin competition at the 16th hole of TPC Scottsdale. And as you listeners already know, the difference between 79 and 80 is everything. Maybe today's the day I brigade What the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 is the gold G. Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Look at this shot. It was amazing.
shady. 